Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. Huge win after the international break from Barca. Exactly what we were hoping for. I'm going to be honest, last night I was getting a little bit nervous before the game. Just thinking about, of course, not only Dembele and Pedri still having some lingering issues that will keep them out for a few more weeks, but Christensen had that calf injury for Denmark. Then we had Rafinha out for suspension, and we had Ronald Araujo, who was questionable because of some issues in his legs he was feeling as well. Took a look at the table, didn't really realize that Elche, not only were they 20th in La Liga, but they were 13 points behind 19th in the league, and so I got a little bit more calm. And then Javi comes out with the lineup today. He had uh, foreshadowed a bit in his press conference about the idea of Eric Garcia as a pivot, as a central defensive midfielder. You see the lineup come out today, and boom. Xavi finally did it, and if there's a game for us to try some new things, I think definitely this game against Elche, Elche was the right moment. Not only did we have uh, Eric Garcia as the pivot, right? we had Sergio Roberto in the midfield, we had Ferran Torres and Anzu Fati on that right and left wing respectively, and also sliding in Jordi Alba instead of Balde, and then Marcus Alonso to cover for Christensen as the center back. And this game really had all of the... Uh, good attributes I wanted to see, right? We have this huge Clasico coming up midweek for the Copa del Rey second leg. Only a 1-0 lead uh, against Real Madrid because of that first leg. And Frankie de Jong still, I don't think, will be back either. And so I wanted to see, you know, Lewandowski score. He gets a brace today. Looks more clinical. Probably should have had a hat trick uh, with one of his headers from a nice Baron Torres cross, but he didn't get it. Anzu Fati, of course, we've talked about his father, Bori Fati, going in the press bringing up Real Madrid, unfollowing Barca on Instagram, following Bayern Munich. And with all of that drama, I wanted to see Anzu put in a good performance. Didn't really get that today, to be honest with you, in terms of a good performance all around from Anzu. But he did score a goal running all the way from the halfway point. And so, you know, with his performances lately, uh, even if the whole game wasn't great, that is definitely a step up to see him putting in a nice goal. And then Ferran Torres as well had a beautiful curler into the bottom left corner of the net. And so you have, you know, that front three, the three players who really need to step up and score goals, put some away. I think they said Lewandowski was on three La Liga games without a goal. He was on five games overall without a goal as well. And so to see him get back on that scoring front was uh, very exciting. You know, Eric Garcia as the pivot, Interested to hear what you guys thought about it. Let me know in the comments how you rate Eric Garcia's performance today. I mean, you know, uh, like I said, against an LJ team that's not uh, very good in La Liga uh, with, you know, w would this be the match where we see if Eric Garcia can be a long-term substitute uh, for Boosie when he's out or for whatever starter we get in the coming years? Mm. I mean, it wasn't like the best performance I've ever seen. There's still some roughness around the edges. There were quite a few times when the defend defensive line wanted to get an outlet and, you know, Eric Garcia was a little bit slow to run over and get it from them. But as the game went on, I thought he performed better and better. And I think the logic is there, right, that Eric, very prone to some defensive mistakes as a center back. Uh, I always mention Frankfurt when he gave up that penalty in the second minute of the second leg in the Europa League last season. But his passing ability has always been very, very good. And, you know, in that position, uh, he, he might lack the uh, – as a central defensive midfielder, he might lack the awareness and just kind of the comfortability with that position because he hasn't played there too much, especially in his uh, professional career so far. Uh, did a little bit when he was younger from what I saw. But, you know, he, he did a serviceable job, and I think this is a, a, a stepping stone where maybe we can see him perform more and more in that position. Are we going to bring him out? Uh, instead of Busi against Real Madrid in the Clasico, of course not. Are we going to bring him out against, you know, top half of the league teams? Not even close yet. But, 
we look at this, guys. We're sitting 15 points ahead of Real Madrid in the league. I mean, it's certainly not over yet, and I don't want to jinx us uh, at all. But there are some games up here where we can give him a try. And speaking of other, you know, positive points from this game, we saw Pablo Torre come on, right? We saw him put in a nice shift. We saw uh, Aleix Garrido come on for his first performance with the Barca, you know, pro team. And so we did see some youth get their minutes in there. We saw as well Frank Kessier get some minutes so that he'll be match ready because I have a feeling especially when he's had some pretty good performances and even a goal against Real Madrid in the last Clasico to win it. I think he'll get a starting uh, job midweek in the Copa del Rey. And the crazy part, right, guys, that we have to consider, we now have 71 points this La Liga season with 11 games to go. We only had 73 points the entirety of last season. We're, you know, on a pace. I don't think it will get it, but, it would, you know, it would be pretty amazing if we're able to get 100 points in La Liga this season as well. Ter Stegen needs only six clean sheets out of the next 11 games to break the all-time record for clean sheets. I think it's 26 in a top-flight season. And so we're hoping the records keep coming. Uh, I hope this team continues to perform above expectations and closes, out, it's, closes it out strong so that we can come back next season and fight in the Champions League. And this game could have easily been, right, 5-0, 6-0, 7-0. I mean, this is what I've wanted to see for the last few weeks here, right? We've been complaining, I don't know, ever since late January that there have been way too many 1-0 wins in the league. Lewandowski hasn't been good since the World Cup in terms of his performances. Farron and Anzu, of course, haven't really been able to bring too many goals to the table. Uh, we've been missing Pedri, who also put in quite a few goals in February and March. And so to see all three of the front lines step up, put in some, some goals today was, was really uh, comforting as well. You just have to keep talking about Gavi and how wonderful he's performing, right? He gets that turnover to lead to the Lewandowski goal. He's all over the pitch. I was a little bit upset. I thought it was a little bit of a soft yellow card Gavi got in that second half that made him, you know, eventually be subbed off. But he's just that bulldog we need. And as we, you know, start to foreshadow and think about a world where Lionel Messi comes back to Barca as crazy and as exciting as it is with all the, the rumors really heating up in the last few weeks, a player like Gavi, a lot of people talk about he reminds them of kind of Rodrigo de Paul on that Argentina team, kind of that workhorse, you know, uh, dog in them who's going to go after opponents and press when we know Lionel is not going to do that uh, as much as this current iteration of Xavi's Barca, you know, really tries to do. And so Gavi, again, just a wonderful performance. Jules Kunde must give hats off to him. He hardly put a step wrong today. You know, he had been not the best since the World Cup. Uh, and I, I've been a little bit critical of him and how he's performed, but he continued today to just show up and do very well. And Kunde at that right back spot, getting him more and more comfortable as the season goes on is really important because when we think about Lionel Messi coming, when we think about Vitor Roque, when we think about all of the players that Barca want to get this summer and our financial constraints, you know, as much as everyone wants a right back to come in and to, to be, you know, there week in, week out, hey, we have Christensen, we have Araujo. And, you know, it just might be Kunde who has to play another season or two at that right back spot. So to see him put in a good shift today and hopefully close out the season strong. And then Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, right? And in the last 10 minutes of the game, there were quite a few moments when I thought Elche might have a, an opportunity to score. There was even one that went off the crossbar that really should have been a goal. But we've been having this luck in the league this season with goals not going in. Again, not to jinx us at all, but we've only allowed nine goals through 27 games in La Liga. I'm really looking at that Chelsea record for... Uh, top five leagues and least goals allowed I think they were at 14 in like the 2004 season under I think it was Jose Mourinho and so I'm hoping Barca can figure out a way to to try and get that record although it will be tough and just to add to that right not only only not only nine goals allowed in La Liga but he's only allowed 
He's only had seven games with a goal this whole season. 20 clean sheets for Marc-Andre Ter Stegen. I mean, I think it's to the point now where all of us give uh, Ter Stegen the, the respect and the credit he deserves for really having just an incredible turnaround season. But it, it's just each game that goes on where we get another clean sheet, we only allow one goal or zero goals. It really is just uh, one of those amazing, amazing defensive seasons and performances from Ter Stegen to keep these clean sheets going. And he's saving a lot of shots, right? I know there's a lot of talk about how you know his expected goals allowed should be much higher and all this, but hey, Ter Stegen's in there week in, week out, stopping shots, continuing to distribute the ball from the back, and he has been what I think of as like one of the top two or three players uh, for Barca this season, along with Pedri and Lewandowski. And so we finally got the Xavi four goals back, the meme that we used to have at the end of last season. Just a big boost for us. I'm hoping we can continue this and keep it going. It's going to be interesting to see how we line up against Real Madrid. Like with Frankie de Jong out, that's a pretty big loss for us. Um, but I do think Sergio Roberto today was pretty serviceable in the midfield. Again, Sergi's not necessarily the guy who's going to put in a 10 out of 10 performance. But you have to have... Uh, in a long season with a lot of competitive games, someone who will come in, like Xavi has been saying, giving credit to Sergi for, you know, being the man to step up when we need him to. And, of course, he scored against Real Madrid. Uh, he, you know, helped us beat them and, and take that 12-point lead, now 15-point lead in the league. And so, you know, maybe he'll get the call up. Like I said, I think Kessie will get the call up. Um, Gavi, Busi, et cetera. You know, there was some rumors about Vinicius. Would he miss the game? Would he not? It looks like his clean sheet, his, his yellow cards were uh, taken away after the quarterfinals. So it will be a full health Real Madrid team coming up to the Camp Nou on Wednesday. I'm very excited. Let me know what you guys think the score of that Clasico will be. I think we're going to eke it out, maybe a 2-1 again. So thank you all for listening. Let's go, Barca. Great start to the end of the season.